0: Good afternoon, this is Dr. Christine Sauer, your host of the show Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOE-FM with live stream on communityradio.ca every Thursday at 12 noon Atlantic Standard Time. Thanks for tuning in today. In this show, I will talk mostly with guests about all aspects of health, healthcare and wellness from conventional to alternative and everything in between. My mission is to change people's lives for the better by informing them about different options to get and stay healthy and well so they can choose for themselves which option might work in their case. And if you feel you are stuck in a dark place, I want to tell you, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Today, I'm with Sean Leonard, Aboriginal medium from Dartmouth. Thank you so much for being on my show.
1: Thank you for having me, Christine.
0: Can you tell us a little about yourself, Sean, where you're from and how you ended up being the person you are today?
1: Well, thank you for having me here. And uh, it's a long story. I'll try to sum it up as quick as I can.
0: (laughs) Take your time.
1: well, how I ended up being an Aboriginal medium. Well, Aboriginal or Indigenous is just a, a given part of my culture. is my, uh, my grandmother, Margaret Stewart from, um, Con River, Newfoundland, um, was a Mi'kmaq and, um, married, uh, another man, Leonard, um, who is now both are deceased. And, um, so growing up as a young boy, my grandma I've had taught me, some traditional things, um, considering my great-great-grandmom was uh, probably one of the last medicine women in uh, Conn River, Newfoundland, some of those things were passed down as oral tradition was kind of customary with indigenous people. Nothing was really written down. It was passed from one person to the next. So Now, uh, the type of work I do particularly has nothing to do with medicine except uh, not not in the physical sense, but it's a spiritual sense. Uh, an aboriginal um, person in their culture um, I, I believe that you know not that um, i think we're all connected to spirit and it doesn't matter what culture you are
0: i firmly believe that spiritual health is part of our overall health
1: right there's many just as many uh religions out there if not more than races i guess and if you can look at it this way there. are there, If if you can look at race in the sense that uh, we're all equal in this world, then it's the same concept for uh, spiritual faith. We're all equal. It doesn't matter which way we get to the source, but we're all connected to the same source, whether you're Catholic, Muslim, or indigenous. Uh, I'm very proud of my culture, and one of the aspects of being indigenous as it was celebrated is we have all these ceremonies to connect to mm. source and spirit. So... For me, growing up, I, I was very open to the spirit world as my grandmother was. And I remember my grandmom often running outside to chase something I couldn't see. So as I grew older, I th- you know, my, my mom thought she was nuts a little bit. But I now know that uh, she wasn't because I guess I, the apple doesn't far too far, fall too far from the tree as with the work I do. So with the work I do particularly in helping people is helping people and guide them in their lives. Sometimes like a life coach. Give them guidance of people sometimes lost, like you said that finding that light at the end of the tunnel, and uh, in also being a medium uh, because all all mediums are psychic.
0: Now, how did you discover, or when? How old were you? How did you discover that you have a connection to the spirit world that many people don't have
1: nowadays? Right. Well, I think we're all connected. We just don't know it. Mm. Um, I believe we're all born psychic. I do believe that as we grow older, we lose that connection. I think we're all intuitive on some levels. And, you know, I, I do believe women maybe have a little bit of up on this than men sometimes because they're the feelers of the the sexes and they, they feel things a little bit more than men typically. So there's a lot of that kind of sensing thing comes through uh, for women more so than men. Um, for me, I've been like kind of sensitive my whole life, but it wasn't until my 20s that I really became aware that there was something there a little bit extra or a little bit different or unordinary, I guess. Um, and I remember going back, uh, I had I had things happen to me. that I, f- I guess the first incident that really got my attention was that made me think or you know, connection to spirit was my, my father when he passed away when I was 15 years old. I remember my mom waking me up and telling me there was something wrong with my father in the driveway in Almsdale where I grew up and he was in the navy and i ran outside and you know i tried to revive him and i and i and i couldn't do it It, you know at that time my mom very catholic and raised with catholic faith and belief Mm -hmm. even though indigenous uh culture was part of my my growing up as well um i didn't know if there was a god or a great spirit or you know i just had faith at that point that there was something bigger greater and um when i you know tried to revive my father you know i i screamed out to You know, God, Jesus, who whoever was there to listen. That I was hoping that not only not only them, but even my father himself, that somehow he would hear me, and that he would uh, get back in his body. And to no avail, that wasn't the journey for my father. And it wasn't the, you know, was it was a very integral part of my life. That kind of shifted everything. That you know, kind of like led me into like a whole new um, understanding of how we're connected. It was a year later after my father passed. Um, and I was a typical kid. You know, I had spiritual experiences. Uh, I would have not thought that I was any different than anyone else. But around 16, I had woken, uh, or I thought I had woken downstairs, my mom's basement uh, on the couch, and to see this enormous, uh, beautiful white light that is brighter and whiter than I've ever seen in any time I've ever seen with my eyes. I can't even describe it. It was so mm-hmm. indescribable. And out walked my father and my father came out of this light and i stood up off the couch and i i could still see myself sleeping on the couch and i knew it was like either in some really crazy dream or this was real so when my father walked out he was wearing a long white robe which i thought was ridiculous cuz i thought my dad would <laughs> never be caught dead wearing this and I, and you know of course he has <laughs> so uh he, he you know he knew I, I and when i saw my father i was frustrated with him because um you know i tried to revive him and he knew it mm. he sensed it he didn't even I didn't even have to say anything. He said, Sean, you need to calm down. He said, I want you to know that everything happens for a reason. Mm. And that was my time to go. He was 42 years old. It was October 16th, uh, 1987, mm. so 30 years this year. And he said, I have a message for you. He says, you have to tell your mom I'm okay, and you have to tell your brother that I'm okay. Mm. And I said, I can do that. And he says, uh, you know, I have something else to tell you. You don't know this yet but you're going to be helping people one day understand why we're here and where we go. And I said, how am I supposed to do that? Because you don't have to do anything, Sean. It's just going to happen. And I thought it was craziness. It sounded like I was listening to like Yoda from star Wars, telling me some mystical truth that was just out there. Mm -hmm. And I didn't pay too much attention to it. And I all I recall is the light behind him and wanting to be there myself. And, uh, and then he touched me in my forehead and I woke up and I thought, okay, well that seemed real. Yeah. That was like the realest dream I've ever had in my whole life. Wow, that's a very
0: touching story and very fascinating, too. Uh, how do you relate this story with what many people recall after a, a near-death experience? They often see a kind of white light that they can't describe. Would you say that it's the same? or
1: It's similar. Yeah. I mean, I saw the light. I didn't go yeah, into the yeah, light. Yeah. I remember talking to my dad. I wanted to get in there, actually. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to, I, When I saw the light, all I could think about was leaving this world and going there. Mm. And, uh, nice. And even my father, I remember this is another aspect, mm-hmm. uh, that even showed me what it would be like for my mom and my brother if I left. And I had this quick image of that. It would be many years, seven years, I think, before my mom would overcome the death of my father and myself. But mm. you know what? I still would have left. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't my purpose. It wasn't my plan, and that wasn't yeah. where I was meant to be. So even though I, I would have left here in a second to get there, because that felt like home to me. Yeah. And this felt like some type of crazy, weird, strange reality that I was in and didn't really know why, but I was here. And then as things progressed, I moved out west, and I met a lady out there, and I got married, and I had a couple of children, and and um, my my wife... Uh, at that time, ex-wife now, she worked at a restaurant called Montana's. (laughs) So I would visit there quite often. And, uh, and then I would kind of vibe people out. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody does it. I think at some level we meet people and we see them. Maybe I was being a bit judgmental because I would say, okay, um, I think that person's like a drug dealer. I'm pretty sure that guy's stealing money and this person is probably cheating together. But so I thought it was crazy. And, you know, you know, with your when, when you're with somebody, you kind of like trust that mm-hmm. that inner voice. And you yeah. I told my my ex wife about that, and she said, uh, "Well, no, you're wrong. I mean, that couldn't be possible. They're married to other people. That guy's father's a minister, and it was like kind of." And I thought, oh, I just brushed it off. I mean, I wasn't mm-hmm. really expecting to be right anyway. So then, about a week later, she come home. and She's going to go. She, she was kind of surprised. She says, "You're not going to guess what." She that I caught that couple kissing in the kitchen. That guy got fired for stealing money. And one guy got arrested. The guy who was, as the father's minister, was a drug dealer.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm
1: like, she goes, how did you know that? I said, well, I didn't really know. It was just something that came to me. It's just something that I felt. Just something that, you know, I just kind of vibed mm-hmm. into. And I didn't know how to describe it. And uh, I would have never thought it was in any way like psychic or a medium. It was never even crossed my mind. But that was the journey that was set upon yeah. it from yeah. that point. And uh, so anyway, she brought a friend from her work named Jen, and I met Jen. And uh, she, you know, she, they they she told her at work that I you know that I was like she she thought I was psychic or something yeah, like this. Yeah. So she brought her over, and she says, "Okay, guess what? On on Sunday, you're gonna read Jen." And I'm like, okay. what? How, how am I gonna read Jen? I don't know. I mean, I can't do this. She goes, yeah. "Just tell me what you." Just tell her what you saw with the other people, you know, at my work, and you know, I'm sure she's not looking for anything big and you know, expectation. Just, just go with it. So she came over, and, um, and you know, I, you know, I told her I didn't really know what I was doing, and she says just, just try, and she says this is one person I've always wanted to talk to, but I've never been able to make a connection to, and I've been to several people. Mm-hmm. and I'm hoping you can do that. And I'm like, well, I definitely can't do it. And I told her about meeting some guy named Dale and traveling the world and writing a book, and I thought it was ridiculous, right? I, mean, I thought I made this stuff up. And she goes, well, she met Dale, and she was writing a book, and they had talked about traveling around the world, which she has done, and she has written a book too. And it was called, and, you know, I don't want to swear on the radio, but it's called The, Asses or the Masses or Asses. <laughs> and <laughs> it was about one. serving people at a restaurant. Yeah. as a waitress and um so then after that you know she wanted me to see if i can make a connection i thought that she wanted to talk to her grandmom or Mm -hmm. somebody like this and i didn't know really what i was doing so i tried uh, you know and uh i had an image flash in my head Mm -hmm. and the image was of a young man about 18 wearing a baseball uniform and he told me that uh you know I, i just had quick flashes of things and i told her and she goes yes keep going and then i saw him wearing this baseball uniform bouncing a ball up and down his hand and walked into a shed and then i didn't see anything else and i said i don't know what that means jen and she goes and she cried uh-huh. and she said sean that's the person of I've, I've been wanting to know that is okay that was my friend growing up in high school we played baseball and uh, one night after a game he went home and killed himself in the shed uh-huh. that's a that's a great way to
0: discover that you really are a medium and you can read well,
1: I still didn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who, who would really know that this yeah. is again? I mean, it, I thought maybe I was a mind reader for a little while.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll break this for the end of the first half a broadcast here on 97.5 COE-FM. Please tune in after the commercial break for more with Sean Leonard. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Hello and welcome back to Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOE FM or on the web at communityradio.ca I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer and I am with today's guest, Sean Leonard an indigenous medium mm-hmm. In the first half, we talked a little bit how Sean grew up and how he discovered that he actually was a medium and was psychic So tell us a little bit more about how you became the spiritual healer you are now and
1: what you're doing here in darkness to help the people and all over the world. Well, I imagine with, you know, coming to grips with understanding how this works, uh, I discovered, I call it a language, and I like to think of myself as a translator of language, just spirit language. And I help people, guide them in their lives, and connecting to people that they've lost in um, various ways. But what the work is really about is healing. It's about healing people's hearts. A lot of people hang on to all kinds of different things, whether it's grief or heartache or anger or resentment, um, sometimes unforgiveness. Those are all things that we can carry in our body, and I know you know I, I like to think that the you know the spirit world guides people to me to help them and help remove some of these things so that they can live greater, freer, happier, healthier lives. Because I do believe with illness or dis-ease, um, you know, if you're not at ease in life, you're at dis-ease. Is because there's an, in my understanding, there's an energetic connection to all issues in our life. I mean, whether it's like having heart issues or sometimes even cancer. And there's some really good books out there. Um, one of them, Anita Moore's Jenny, Dying to Me Me, which I, I'm a big fan of. Um, but with the work I do, um, you know, I bridge the gap and I make a connection and allow spirit people to communicate to me so that I can help people and help them and facilitate that healing mm. th- Not through me. I'm just a middle person. That's why I guess you're called, we're called mediums. Well, really, every
0: healer is a middle person. Right. Because never, the doctor is not the one that heals. It's. God, universe, whatever you believe that heals, that does the healing. The doctor tries to facilitate with whatever means
1: they have. So you are a true spiritual healer in that sense. That you're a medium, right? Because sometimes Mm -hmm. when healing the spirit, I mean, it has an effect into your life that can ripple out into so many different ways. Where you're, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're living with anxiety or you're living with grief, um, and I get to see, uh, and this is my gift from all of this is seeing people become healed. And that's a great honor for me to be part of. Uh, and, and, and I'm so grateful for the work that I do. I feel so honored and privileged that I have this understanding and ability and, uh, ability to communicate, f- um, from them to them. So how that works is, I mean, I see things, uh, as we all see things. I mean, we all have our external senses in life, mm. I we all have internal senses too, whether we know it or not. I mean we all can see in our mind. We all can visualize things. I mean if we all took a moment and visualized our being in bed or in our living room for a second, we could all do it. Um what it's like to be clairvoyant, because that's like what the seeing aspect of the from the spirit world. Imagine you had an image of being in your car, you're driving, and you have your radio on, you got some change there, and I mean there might be some garbage and some kid stuff, who knows? Um, but imagine you had that image pushed in your head, but you didn't know why it was being pushed in your head. Mm-hmm. That's what it's like to be clairvoyant. Mm-hmm. So I see people, I see places, I see objects that get shoved into my mind when I'm around people, especially when I'm kind of dialed in or tuned in. Cause I like to say it's like a radio frequency,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know,
1: and hoping everybody's going to tune into 97.5 to hear the, the Obviously. <laughs> to hear this, but I have to kind of dial into the right energy. So it's like a mind, it's a mind state where it's kind of meditative, semi-meditative. I don't have to have my eyes closed, but I allow you know images to get kind of like allow them to come into my mind because it's, it's not like I walk around Walmart saying things all the time. I don't. Uh, that would be unhealthy. So right. I like to, to allow that time when I'm with a person or a client to that to come through. So the next part is called clairsentience. So clairsentience is, I mean, the vibing sense part of this, the feeling sense. I mean, we could all have had an experience where we've walked into a room and felt that somebody liked somebody. Mm-hmm. We've also walked into a room and felt the energy of what it was not to be liked. Yes, I mean, there's energy there that even if somebody doesn't say anything, that we can kind of sense or feel or pick up on. So when I see these people in the spirit world and how the, the kind of like the depth of how they communicate to me, uh, when they show me an image, it could be literally what it is. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's kind of figurative, so I kind of have to feel it out. Just like when you feel energy out in a room or energy from things. So, and I can also feel physical things with people too. Sometimes I can tune into like, health issues with people or problems even if they're not in the room i mean i could mm-hmm. if i focus on a person that is their dad's in cape breton yeah and sometimes i can sense that their dad has a heart issue or they need to check their cholesterol or they wow. have like issues like that because yeah. i mean when i feel things sometimes i feel things in my own body as well that are connected to other people so i feel pressure in my heart if somebody's got some heart issues my throat or would be like thyroid or throat cancer or things like this vision yeah. Hearing issues, I would feel like my ears are filling up with water. It's an energetic thing that happens yeah, to me yeah. that helps me understand uh, so much more than probably most people are aware of. But we're, I'm like the instrument that they're able to communicate this information through, it never does not hurt me. It's very subtle. But when they poke me in certain places or I feel pressure in an area that I know there's a reason, um, and I always relay that message to the best way that I can to help that person or help the person that they're they're connected to and um also there's another part to this which is maybe a lot of people don't understand but uh claire audience and claire audience is that i hear spirit i literally hear spirit and uh i know people You know, probably will not think I'm crazy that hear people, but I mean, we all have voices in our heads sometimes that tell us things. I mean, there's nobody in my head telling me to do anything bad or anything like that. I know I'm not schizophrenic or anything like that. Although at the beginning I wasn't
0: quite sure. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that some some conventional uh, psychiatrists would say, "Oh my God, that man is crazy." No, no, but that's no crazy. No, no. I know that's
1: not the case because I've got eight clients that are psychologists. So, and then you know they. and they're big references <laughs> to other people that come to me. They're dealing with grief or loss. So I don't, I don't think I'm crazy at all. I mean, and the voices that come through are very simplistic voices. They don't speak big paragraphs. It would be like a name, a date, a sentence. Yeah. And, um, and but the, it's about validation is, it, and healing. It
0: means something. It's not that you hear things that doesn't mean anything to other people. It actually means something.
1: It does mean something. Yeah. It does help people mm. heal or remove an energy block in their life that mm. they, you know, they it's, there's an obstacle they need to go overcome emotionally that they're stuck on in some way, and that's where, you know, spirit will help me kind of tune in to help those people, and uh, and, and often in being an indigenous person, I'm incorporating my culture, um, and a big advocate for smudging. And mm-hmm. smudging, um, just like in all kind of religions, I think, and there's a lot out there that use incense or the Catholic Church uses frankincense. I mean, the indigenous people use like sage, sweetgrass, mm-hmm. grass, and uh, for cleansing their spirit, cleansing their space. And it does have power. And uh, I do that all, every day myself because I'm a big advocate for it because mm-hmm. I know it, it has power. It has power in my life and it really mm-hmm. does work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes helping other people remove their energy. One of the ceremonies I've been part of, lucky to be a part of with uh, an elder, was a a talking circle with people that were um, murdered. And uh, Mm -hmm. the families that we were trying to help were with us sitting around. And as we, you know, as a talking circle, there's like very um, specific things that you do. It goes around four times. We pass the stick around. Nobody's allowed to talk except the person with the stick. Mm -hmm. And when that person is speaking, they speak from the heart and anything that is on their mind or anything they need to say, they just let it out. And often uh, one person or an elder will get up and smudge that person to kind of clear that energy away mm. while they're speaking of it, if it becomes very heavy, because mm-hmm. it lightens and removes type of like a heaviness, I guess.
0: Yeah, I'm quite fascinated by the culture of the native people because they really developed over the years such a wonderful relationship between spiritual and material world world, that we in the western world often either completely ignore or don't get to feel because we are just not trained in it right and i remember every good doctor when he sits even a conventional train when he sits with a patient he gets a feeling what is it what the patient needs and Many doctors just ignore that and go by what their guidelines tell them. And I think that's a mistake. Yeah. And I felt I had the best successes myself in Germany when I was practicing, when I followed my intuition and did what I thought, what the patient needed at this time.
1: That's right. So that's where you've discovered your inner voice. We're all guided. We're connected to the same Mm. source. And it doesn't matter what faith or race or culture you are, you break us all down to the smartest particles. We're just energy vibrating. And we, I mean, you have consciousness, I have consciousness. I mean, everybody has consciousness. If we're made from the universe, and science can kind of prove that we're made from the universe, because yeah. we are.
0: We are, yeah.
1: Well, but that means consciousness is in the universe, because it couldn't be in you if it wasn't there. And if we all kind of listen, pay attention to our little inner voice, our gut, um, you know, we should.
0: Yeah. And that is a wonderful thought to end this show and listen to your intuition. Listen to your gut. Discover your connection with the spiritual, whatever your belief system. And I love that. That is wonderful. And this brings me to the end of today's show. Please don't hesitate to contact me with any questions, thoughts, comments, or suggestions. Or if you would like to contact Sean. My email here is christine, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, at communityradio.ca, and I'm always grateful for feedback. I also want to extend a special thank you to today's producer, Jim Francis. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to Healthy Alternatives. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer. Tune in next Thursday at noon at 97.5 CIOEFM Community Radio with live stream on communityradio.ca for the next episode. Thank you, Sean, for being on my show today. It was an honor to have you on. Everybody, goodbye and have a great day.